everyone, my name is Rachel Moses and I am the Multimedia Editor for Thorax BMG and I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Ashley Woodcock, who is from the Manchester Academic Health Sciences Centre at the University of Manchester and he is going to be discussing his team's paper, the effects of switching from a metered dose inhaler to a dry powder inhaler on climate emissions and asthma control, a post hoc analysis Welcome, Ashley. Hi. So this paper was a secondary analysis of a landmark asthma study published in 2017, which showed that a once daily combination treatment in a dry powder inhaler improved asthma control over one year versus usual treatment. Now, this secondary analysis looked at the impact on carbon footprint for those patients who had switched from a pressurized MDI to a dry powder inhaler treatment. Wow. So can you explain a little bit to me about how this study was designed? The first aspect seeming a little bit more straightforward than the second. So over to you, Ashley. So it was a landmark study because it's one of the very few real world studies done in asthma using the electronic patient record in Salford. There was over 4,000 patients involved. In that uh, study, the patient's asthma control was improved, and that's been published in The Lancet. What we went to back to look at, in those patients who switched from an MDI in their usual therapy to a DPI, compared to those in the control arm who continue to use their MDI, what was the difference in carbon footprint over the year? Now, why might there be a difference? Well, MDIs contain HFCs, which are potent greenhouse gases. The propellants in MDIs are something like 13, 1-3% of the entire carbon footprint for the NHS in direct patient care. And this is low-hanging fruit to reduce our carbon footprint. You may have noticed that besides COVID, Carbon footprint's a big deal right now. And this is an, an easy win. So you, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. As part of our greener NHS, as part of our national ambition to be a net zero NHS, is this one way or is this part of achieving that? Is, is this what this study showed? Yeah, so, well, first of all, the result of the study showed that compared to the control arm in the active powder arm, the powder inhaler, DPI, the carbon footprint was reduced by over 50%. Uh, the remaining 50% was the propellant in blue inhalers, which people still use for rescue treatment. And so the blue, the classic blue puffer is another issue, which we could perhaps discuss at the end, but simply switching to a controller medication for asthma, improved asthma control, and halve the carbon footprint if that was a, net, a dry powder inhaler. Now, what people don't realize perhaps is the size of the carbon footprint so that for an MDI, each puff on an inhaler is about one mile in a family car. So one blue inhaler is close to 200 miles in a family car, a Ford Fiesta, for example. A powder inhaler is about a 20th of that about 10 miles in for the whole inhaler for a month. So you can make an enormous impact uh, on carbon footprint by switching to powder or indeed aqueous aerosols, just not containing a HFC propellant. 
and it doesn't lose asthma control. That's the key. You actually improve asthma control at the same time. So this is a significant and incredible finding, especially as you mentioned, there's a significant impact on climate without having any impact on asthma control. Is that right? That's right. And the UK is a big outlier here. So in Europe, 80% of uh, inhalers are, in fact, low carbon powder inhalers. The UK's use of MDIs, which is close to 70%, is a complete outlier. The UK uses um, a lot of blue inhaler salbutamol rescue too, three times the average in asthma patients in Europe. Asthma control, where you're having to uh, use a blue inhaler, is the in fact, the exact opposite. It's asthma uncontrolled because you're just basically saying my asthma's uncontrolled, I'm using this blue puffer a lot. And we have to break that mold. So by tackling the patients on a lot of blue inhalers and switching them to powder controllers, that would make a big difference to the carbon footprint. You could probably reduce the carbon footprint even you know, by discussion with patients here. We're, now, we're not threatening patients. We're not coercing people. We just want to tell them the information about their carbon footprint so that they can make a choice. And most asthma patients, I can tell you from clinical practice, about 80% of them would prefer to use a low-carbon inhaler if they could, without loss of control. So the big question, can you make clinical recommendations based on these findings, or should we be making clinical recommendations? I think that we have to think about our partnership with patients. Yes, you can make recommendations, but essentially this is evolution, not revolution. And so in discussions with patients, uh, healthcare workers need to have a conversation about the environmental footprint of their inhalers. Actually, many healthcare workers aren't aware of the huge global impact of the puffer. You know, not in many uses are you spraying greenhouse gases around in normal use. So, you know, actually informing healthcare workers first and then getting them to uh, get the patients on side. I think healthcare workers are potentially an enormous powerhouse for in, in, for changing our culture and society to, you know, improve the carbon footprint. Starting with inhalers, but then moving to other areas. Well, that has been absolutely fascinating. Um, thank you so much for your time. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. If you would like to read the full article, please visit the hyperlink below and please do leave us any comments on social media at Thorax BMJ. Thank you very much. Music.